Hey, it's episode 216. And today we're chatting about a whole bunch of different things, how to overcome self-sabotage, fueling your body, how to eat to heal, focusing on whole clean foods that benefit your body and your brain, Uh, starting with introspection, how to write out your personal achievement list and how powerful this is. Oh my gosh, if you take anything away from today's episode, this is a practice that I've started recently where I ask myself, what have I experienced in the last month that was totally awesome that I'm really happy I achieved? And you'd be amazed when you start to look at months or years or decades, just how many things you've experienced and how many achievements you've had. Remember that you are not your thoughts. You are not the clouds that pass by. You are the sun and the moon. That's that energy that stays there. That's always consistent. That is you. And any of the moods or lulls that you experience, it's just a very small speck on a larger board. We chat about how to get grounded, how to commit to yourself, creating your own personal support tribe, how to journal. Oh my gosh. Like, it's a great episode. And our host today taking us through all this magic is Jean-Viev Cassonguet. She's also known as Keto Goddess. She's taking us on a journey through her life from death to cancer, self-sabotage, setbacks, how she used the power of cultivating a healthy mindset to move forward and create the life, career, and health she always desired, plus how you can achieve that too. She shares insights on how living a ketogenic lifestyle organically opened up opportunities and how keto as a mother is working for her now. When she recorded this episode, her baby was very fresh. I was like amazed that she was doing it and she had so much energy and just vitality and had so much to share. So if you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. Also, you can catch up on previous podcast episodes as well as access the notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 216 and all the links and resources as well as how to get in touch with jean are on that page. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Uh, um, I have a message to the children out there that... Um, You've all heard of VP, I'm sure, which stands for Vice President. But to me, it stands for two things. V stands for vision, um, and that's always having a goal and never losing sight of that goal. It's important to set goals every day and never give up on them. And P is for passion, which means the love, and having the love and the desire and, and uh, to fulfill those goals. And that's so important in life, and you never give up on those. The voice that you just heard was from a woman who was an entrepreneur, wise beyond her years, and was speaking at a career day video back in the mid-90s, and that woman was my mother. Her name was Leslie. She was a hairstylist who owned her own salon, and I think I was about eight years old when this video was recorded. Now, if you hear it a little bit grainy, and why am I sharing this, is because this woman passed away 
away at the age of 39 years old, only a couple years after this. But her message has really been a guiding force for the entirety of my life. And today I'm here to share with you a little bit about my personal journey, my strifes and trials and tribulations, but also the positive outcomes of cultivating a healthy mindset first and how keto plays a huge role in that as well. So I'm really excited to share this with you. I hope you enjoy. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. CBD oil. I'm sure you've heard of it and maybe you've been a bit overwhelmed by the options and concerned it'll get you high. My family has been supplementing with CBD oil for the last two years and I'm impressed with the results. And no, we don't get high on the stuff and neither will you. So why do we use CBD oil? Well, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory, reducing joint issues, inflammatory acne, and gut distress. Eaton Hemp makes the highest possible quality CBD oil, are transparent in their production processes, and are one of the first USDA certified organic and blockchained CBD products, ensuring all you're getting in your oil is CBD, not pesticides. Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for the CBD, which ensures higher potency, effectiveness, terpenes, and cannabinoids, all good things. Here is your special podcast-only offer. Head over to healthfulpursuit.com slash CBD. Use the coupon code KETODIET for 20% off all Eaton Hemp CBD products. If you're unsure of the link, check out today's show notes. I'm going to ask you a question and I'd like you to be brutally honest to yourself. You don't have to share this with anybody, but have you ever had moments in your life where you were crippled or paralyzed by doubt or having a perceived low self-worth? So let me give you an example. You know, you have big opportunity in front of you, something presents itself or somebody asks you to do something and your fear of failing your worry about validation or judgment cast upon you prevents you from moving forward. See, that is a really common thing. And that was actually a prevailing trait throughout a lot of my life where I self-sabotaged myself and my opportunities. And it was only until I learned how to cultivate a healthy mindset first that I really was able to move forward, step into my power and follow the path that I know is right for my heart and my soul. And so my name is Genevieve Castonguay. I'm 32 years old. I hail from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I'm a brand new mother of a newborn baby who's just over a month old today. I'm a multipreneur uh, owning two businesses. One is a personal training business called Goddess Gains and the second is a ketogenic lifestyle coach with Keto Better Life. I'm known locally as the Keto Goddess. I've conducted seminars and workshops about the ketogenic lifestyle and my personal experience from it, as well as coaching uh, hundreds of different people to transition to the lifestyle over the last three or so years. But before I developed this moniker, there is a lot of backstory. I was not in this world whatsoever. In fact, I didn't even know what keto really meant. Uh, so I'm gonna take you back 22 years. And it's really important to start at the beginning here uh, to really show the progression of how overcoming seemingly insurmountable obstacles can actually lead you to your true passion and what you love to do. So we're going to rewind here to 1997. I was a 10 year old girl, an only child to two doting parents. And my mother had been having 
headaches over the summer. Now, she's a really active woman, like I said, an entrepreneur. And unfortunately, she was crippled over the entire summer where we loved to go camping and stayed a lot of time inside. My mother, being the stubborn woman that she was, didn't necessarily seek a lot of medical advice. She thought it was migraines. And we found out in the fall that it had been a benign brain tumor that metastasized quite quickly. And while we were planning to do surgery to have it removed, she unfortunately passed away. And so that was a big defining moment in my life. Being an only child to a young father, I think he was only 34 years old at the time, how do you raise this 10-year-old girl going forward? I give him a lot of credit in um, my upbringing later on, but it really was a defining moment and something that I didn't quite grasp until years later, the death of my mother. I continued through school. I was doing really well, and I was surrounded by a lot of mothers of other children, my grandmother, who's the matriarch of our family, and lots of aunts, but not having that maternal guidance every single day definitely played a role in my life. A mother can help you navigate your hormones as you're going through puberty. She can help to teach you self-worth and guide you about inner beauty and validation and all of these really important stepping stones and milestones in your early life and my father did an amazing job but I didn't have that motherly presence and it started to create these patterns throughout my school and into my work life years and years later of self-sabotage. I would set really really high standards for myself and what would happen is that if I wasn't hitting those standards I would just take a back seat to my own life and my own worth not step into my greatness because I didn't know how to do that. I finished high school and I made it out into the real working world. You know, I'm an adult. I've got this. All of these patterns are going to fall away because I'm an adult. You know, don't you ever think that when you're young? You just figure that adults have everything figured out. But that's hilarious because as we all know, all these ingrained things within us need to be dealt with or faced or new patterns to develop in order for us to kind of move forward with what we want to do. These patterns followed me. They haunted me as I went into the real working world. After a few years out in the real world, living and working a job and an emotionally abusive relationship that I put myself into and always just seeking constant validation externally, I did a little bit of soul searching. I also did some counseling, which I highly recommend for anybody who's ever gone through major trauma. Um, There's no shame in it. You really uncover a lot of patterns. I said, enough is enough. I need to do something that's just for me. I embarked on this solo volunteer trip to Kenya, a rural section of Kenya where there was devoid of running water and electricity. I lived with the Maasai tribe in this incredible village and I taught English and science to a primary school. So this was something completely out of my element. I was in my early 20s and I went on my own because I needed to do a little bit of soul searching. When I landed in Kenya by myself, I could smell that red ochre soil um, permeate my sense of smell and I looked around and the landscape was different and the people were different and the culture was different and I could feel something within me just change immediately and it was incredible and as soon as I got around these children who literally had bags uh, garbage bags tied up with string playing soccer for them that was everything you know they would walk two hours to go to school and they thrived they just adored it they would do anything to bring honor to their family and all of these big problems that I thought were big in my head just seemed so trivial in those moments 
It was uh, some of those moments spent alone in the landscape where I started to create this idea in my mind that I really had the power within me. It wasn't about anybody else or any validation anymore. I could do whatever I set my mind to do. And so I spent a lot of time writing because I absolutely love to write creative writing, but also some vision planning for my future. Uh, I was still super young and I had so much ahead of me. And so when I came back from there, I said, there has to be more than just the monotony of every single day. And that's when I decided to look into this nonprofit, this international nonprofit called I Am That Girl. It's led by Alexis Jones, who was actually once on Survivor, but she's this advocate for women empowerment and especially young girls and just starting it off at a really early age. And because I lacked that female presence early on in my age, I said, maybe I could be that voice. Maybe I can help to instill some, you know, a support group for women, especially younger women or teenagers. And so I decided to open a local chapter of I Am That Girl in my city, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. There was hardly any Canadian chapters. I put in my application, I started it, and it just grew from there. We had many people come by who had their own stories and their own visions and shared their insights from dance crews to public speakers. I thought it was going to be just, you know, young girls or maybe early 20s. I had women in their 60s come out for our meetings that were happening, you know, bi-weekly and monthly. And it just goes to show that at no set age limit for wanting growth in your life and wanting to have an awesome soul tribe that you can really vibe up with, everything started to fall into place. You know, I was still doing my nine to five day job, but I started to find some passions that I could really put my whole heart and soul into. It was at this point where I was starting to reach a peak high that I got an ultimate low. And this low came in the form of a diagnosis of stage two papillary thyroid cancer. Having had my mother pass away at such a young age, I heard the C word, the dreaded cancer word, and I was alone in the office because I had had a nodule on my thyroid for a couple of years and it always came back inconclusive. So I just thought nothing of it until that C word came out and the rest of it was a blur. But instead of reverting into myself, I had learned these new patterns and these new ways of coping. I started to cultivate a healthy mindset. I started to think about overcoming this, of seeing the cancer dissipate and focusing forward instead of dwelling in that current situation. Several months later, I had a full thyroidectomy, uh, taking out the thyroid and having radioactive iodine treatment. Everyone says, you know, if you were to have cancer, this is one of the best ones. And I just have to say to that, no cancer is the best cancer, but I came through on the other side stronger and actually looking for even more of a challenge. So during the time where I was going through my radioactive iodine treatment, where I literally had to be isolated for an entire week away from people because, you know, that song radioactive, I was literally at that point. If you spent an hour with me when I was during my peak point, it was like going through a years worth of being out in the sun. So I had to be isolated and I didn't have the isolated mindset. However, I wrote an ebook for the Senate of Canada talking about bringing more women to the table politically. And um, it was kind of just extension of the work that I had done with I Am That Girl. It brought me a lot of passion and purpose. And so that really got me through the hard times.
Coming through on the other side, I came to realize that health started to be a really important marker for the course of my life because having a mother pass away at such a young age and then myself developing cancer, regardless of how it came to be, how are there ways for me to amplify my body and my overall health, not just from a healthy mindset, but from an internal health standpoint? Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. I don't think I can do the ketogenic diet because I love wine. This is the statement that so, so, so many women have told me, and my answer is always, but have you heard of Dry Farm Wines? They're the only wine club that offers zero sugar wines. This means that you can have a glass or two maybe three, and it won't affect your ketones. All of their wines are sourced from small sustainable farms. They're natural, organic, low in alcohol, have zero additives, zero carbs. And when you order by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash wine, you're going to get an extra bottle of wine for a penny in your first order. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash wine. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. I embarked first on the fitness leg of the journey. I became obsessed with things like CrossFit. Uh, a lot of people know about CrossFit, but back when I started it, um, it really wasn't at the forefront of people's minds. It wasn't something that was talked about a lot, and now you see it all over television. So I did that for about two and a half years. Then I moved into the realm of fitness competitions. I wanted to challenge my body to get into this peak physical state and I am a type A personality, so the idea of doing a competition was also a lot of fun. And because I'd overcome cancer, I was like, you know what? This is the ultimate challenge for myself. So I got myself a coach. I did the typical bodybuilding diet of the, you know, the boiled chicken and the steamed broccoli. And we'll get into the keto world afterwards. But I definitely wasn't doing it back then. But I did work out twice a day to exhaustion. I got to a point where I was a little bit isolated from my friends and my family, and I didn't realize that the impact that it was having on my mindset. Now, I went into the competition regardless. I actually, in my very first one, came second place and then did a provincial level one a month later, which was really, really taxing on my mind and my body. So I came out of the experience with a trophy in one hand, but at the same time, with some of these nagging, ingrained beliefs that I had gone through before that I thought I had broke through about validation start to rear their ugly heads. I took a step back in, I moved away from fitness competitions, and I decided to focus again on cultivating a healthy mindset first. I realized that if men and women, but specifically women, really focus on that first and finding their motivations for their own health, that was really going to be the catalyst of change in a positive way. With this new realization in mind, that's how I developed my personal training business, Goddess Gains. So the funny thing is how the name came to be. And I think that this story is really cute, but it's actually followed me on my whole life. And I love little stories like this. 
back when I was starting out in high school, there was an older boy, several grades older than me, and he actually had a little crush on me. And so when you have an older boy that likes you, you just are so enamored by that. And what happened was that he used to go to my friends and say that, oh my gosh, she's a goddess. And growing up kind of with this literary background, I love alliterations. My name is Genevieve. That starts with a G. G, goddess, Genevieve you get the hint. So when it came for me to name my personal training business, and for me, it's not just about fitness, it was about cultivating a healthy mindset. Goddess gains really came to be. So it's G-A-I-N-S, gaining more out of your life, gaining more muscle also, uh, and gaining a better perspective of where you want to go. So the business started more as a hobby, but as it grew and gained more popularity, it became evident to me that I wanted to make this more my full-time career. I was in medical sales at the time, I had done radio sales and marketing and advertising for about five years and then moved into the realm of medical device sales and that I was helping a lot of people in the medical aspect, but not on a one-on-one -on -one personal life-changing experience. I started to do a lot of personal growth and it was during this whole period of the fitness competitions and starting my own business that I was also in a marriage. Um, this marriage eventually ended and a lot of it had to do with growing in different directions. I wish him nothing but the best, but we were definitely not headed down the road where we were seeing eye to eye. I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So it was during this period of flux that I met up with a friend of mine who I really trust and value his opinion. He's really highly educated in health and uh, is in the military as well. And so we met up for lunch and he ordered a very plain salad. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, what, what are you doing? And then out of his pocket comes his own little oil packet that he puts on his salad. And I go, what is going on? He says, Jen, I need you to listen to a podcast. Okay. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? How's that anything to do with your salad? And he said, have you heard of keto? And at the time I did not, I had no idea what he was talking about. Yes, I'm in the fitness world, but I wasn't well-versed on nutrition. And he said, listen, it's three hours long. And I went, oof. And he said, but you're a science brain, right? And I said, yes, because I like to absorb that type of stuff and listen to it and find value in it. And he said, it's all about starving cancer answer through ketones and through this new way of eating. And now it wasn't new, but it was new to me. And he said, it's a Tim Ferriss podcast. If you guys don't know who Tim Ferriss is, he's the author of Four Hour Body, The Four Hour Work Week, Tools of Titans, all, and, you know, kind of a thought leader of this generation. And he had Dr. Dominic Diagostino on there, who's a leading researcher of ketones. I agreed to giving up three hours of my time to listen to this podcast. And I have to tell you that halfway through, I was hooked. Um, the Prince principles of starving cancer cells and mitigating it from occurring was what caught my attention, but it was everything else that came to be about keto and ketosis and ketones that really was like, oh, there's another way that we can do this. It was after that that I listened to about 40 or 50 more hours of podcasts and you know did my own research and I just dove in head first. It was literally the defining moment of this whole next chapter of my life where I was all about education 
nutrition, empowerment, and eating into the ketogenic lifestyle. Once I began to see how my internal health was starting to shift, literally energy that I had never experienced before post-cancer, having more mental clarity and not realizing that I lacked mental clarity, it was like fog had lifted from my brain. And instead of being able to focus for only 45 minutes on a task at a time, I could do things for two to three hours consecutively. And not having to work out twice a day to maintain my body composition, that was shocking and a revelation to me. And one of the things that changed the most was my passion for wanting to cook delicious meals. Because beforehand, doing that typical Western bodybuilding diet, I was eating five times a day of the same old boring stuff, you know, and I didn't include fat in my diet. And so once I made that shift mentally and physically and the eating style of including healthy high fats and lowering my carbohydrates and just having a lot of vegetables, I just noticed that I felt better. You know, beyond the energy and the mental clarity and the physical changes, something with my mood lit up. You know, I didn't realize that these ketones were crossing my blood brain barrier until I started to do more research about it. And I learned even through Leanne's podcast here, Leanne Vogel, you know, a lot of things about women's health and hormonal changes being affected by the fats that we consume. And then learning how to actually cook. And guys, if you don't use fats, I mean, they are the flavor of the food world. They are what give your food that delicious taste at the end of the day. And so using butters and oils and infusing these fats in all of my foods just changed my relationship with food altogether. In fact, I even had some emotional eating tendencies prior to this. And, you know, I started to see it change because my, I just started to love food. It wasn't as much of a need. I didn't get hangry as often. I didn't see these changes in my blood glucose where I'd have these spikes in insulin and then I would literally crash. I noticed that my midday crashes would dissipate and um, I just felt incredible. I began to talk about this incessantly. I started to talk about it to my friends and family first and just kind of sharing my experience through social media. And people started to ask questions. You know, I would do live videos on Facebook and they would join in and ask a million questions because remember, this is, you know, nearly four years ago when keto wasn't really talked about at a high level, not like the popularity that it has today. It began just as something that I was doing for myself. And just like any good idea, usually you practice it first and then you're able to share it with the world. So I dedicated the next couple of years to doing research, to traveling, to meet researchers, scientists, thought leaders in this world, and to actually learn the science behind it so that I can give informed education to people going forward. I have to say that one of the reasons why I stuck to this so fervently was not only seeing the results for myself, but seeing other people around me change based on what I was sharing with them. And one of the biggest changes was meeting this man who is now the father of my child and the love of my life, Fatty, who decided to do keto with me. And having a support partner doesn't have to be a spouse, but somebody else who can help you and motivate you and 
and keep you guys on pace really does help. So he joined me through keto. He actually had colitis at a young age, had four major surgeries before he hit his teenage years and does not have a large intestine. If you can imagine having a colostomy bag growing up when you're a teenager and then moving into all these inflammatory different diets and foods and never finding relief. When he found keto, shifted that whole mindset and then the whole eating pattern, he found that his inflammation systemically within his body was reduced. The frequency of going to the bathroom was reduced. Sorry if it's too much information, but this is reality. This is people's health. And the man lost 30 pounds in like just over a month and changed his whole body composition from 29 down to 19% body fat. Now, some people are going to go, oh, you know, that's just crazy. And men lose more. They do. They do lose more fast. And that's a lot to do with hormones. But that doesn't mean that we're not all on this awesome, incredible internal health journey. And that even small progression, um, non-scale victories, those things matter. And what I didn't know at the time is that previously when I was married, I we tried for an entire year to get pregnant. And um, because I didn't have a thyroid, my hormones, even though they're synthetically regulated, did have some issues to conceive. And it was really hard in terms of my stress levels. My cortisol was raised and there's probably many factors at play of why I didn't get pregnant. But after getting into the keto world and once my partner Fatty and I decided to get pregnant, we were actually back at the fertility clinic checking all our levels when we found out that we were pregnant. And it was such an incredible experience to learn that something that I was doing in terms of nutrition and also taking the stress out of it really helped to impact my fertility. I have to say that one of the best parts about uh, this whole journey and sharing my keto experience is actually going through the pregnancy part of it, doing it low carb and on a ketogenic lifestyle. And so a lot of people will scoff at this and say, you can't do pregnancy and keto. And I have to say, make sure of course that you're consulting with your own healthcare provider before you move forward with anything. But for myself and my journey, I was confident that eating whole foods and doing it in a responsible manner and having the right types of micronutrients and keeping myself balanced was going to be beneficial for myself and for my fetus's health going forward. And so I documented, if you follow me on social media, which is at keto.goddess on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll note that I did many posts about the food that I was eating, about the exercise that I was doing, and about, of course, my mindset throughout the entire pregnancy. Um, and it was really, really important for me to show people what I was personally doing so that they can feel inspired to continue with their lifestyle if it made sense for them and to not be hindered by all of this uh, negativity that other people cast. So for me, that external validation that held me prisoner for so many years growing up, I finally broke through that once I found this world, this world of internal health and what worked for me. And I didn't care about what other people said. I just did the research myself, applied it and shared my own experience from it. And after 41 plus three weeks of being pregnant, yes, I was 10 days overdue, I gave birth to a beautiful, healthy baby boy whose name is Anthony. And um, I've been living a ketogenic, low-carb lifestyle since pregnancy while breastfeeding. I have a great milk supply. And 
just on cue, he cried in the background as I'm recording this, which is funny. Um, it's like, he heard me, he heard me. But that being said, every person's experience is different, but the ketogenic lifestyle has altered the course of my life and also my career. Now I'm a ketogenic lifestyle coach deriving customized meal plans for um, men and women in my area and across the world and helping to educate and empower people to make their own eating decisions. And a big part of that education component also has to do with my use of exogenous ketones. And so Leanne has talked a lot about this in her own experience and some misconceptions that were had beforehand and kind of re-looking at exogenous ketones. So six months into my ketogenic eating experience, I had discovered exogenous ketones. And what does that mean? That means taking bioidentical ketones in an oral form, in a supplement form, of course, you can create them endogenously within the body, but this was a formula that was created by NASA and the Navy SEALs to give them a clean fuel source that is more efficient than glucose to fuel their minds in a quick turnaround time. So imagine if you had 24 hours to be in a destination like a Navy SEAL and do deep sea diving and glucose wasn't optimal for your brain health doing that kind of activity. So having exogenous ketones was a viable way way of providing clean energy to your brain and more oxygen to your brain. And then this formula was made available to the public. So I learned about it six months into my keto eating journey. I took a packet of ketones and honestly, it changed everything one more time over. I didn't know anything can get better and it did. Within one packet, I felt my energy ramp up even more. I felt more mental clarity, as I mentioned before, and it allowed me to bridge gaps in my ketosis. As you guys know that um, achieving ketosis is one thing, but staying always in ketosis can be difficult. Maybe you have too much protein, maybe your hormones are at play, lack of sleep, cortisol, so many different factors. And this kept the ketone levels high in my bloodstream made sure that it was a naturally sourced exogenous ketones and uh, that they were bioidentical to ones I could produce in my liver. So they were really quickly absorbed into my body. And it's been something that I've taken every single day for three years, including throughout my pregnancy and breastfeeding. And I found that it's just helped to give me a level up, biohack my body um, to be a little bit more, uh, to do a little bit better every single day. So with a healthy baby, boy who is very taxing. Um, I'm actually breastfeeding right now, being completely brutally honest, transparent with you. He started to fuss and I said, you got to go on the boob. You have to remember that your time and your energy and keeping that mindset is super, super important. And so I actually put together something to give back to you, the community. My keto journey is one leg of my entire life, but it's something that I know I'm going to continue to do for the remainder of my life because of how much it's changed it. But moreover than that, there are some tools that I've put together throughout all of the learning and all the trials that I've gone through that have helped me to cultivate and keep a healthy mindset. So here are my top 10 tips. I hope that these help you out in your own journey and uh, can really help you to get to where you want to be. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff.
Jen's guide to cultivating a healthy mindset. Number one, fuel your body. So eat foods that are going to heal, focusing on whole, clean foods that benefit your body and your brain. So that's why I eat a ketogenic lifestyle. I focus on micronutrients and you know polyphenols and phytonutrients that help to fuel my body and help to support it as well as my brain. Um, so that's number one. Number two, start with introspection. So write out your achievement list. What do I mean by this? I don't like to always look back in the past, but sometimes we get in this cycle of self-worth and low, you know, perception of ourselves and we forget all of the amazing things that we've accomplished throughout our life and overcome or achieved. And so when you write out your achievement list and everything down to, you know, doing a public speech when you were in elementary school up until today, that is going to help you to remind you of how far you've come and what you've already accomplished and what you're able to do in your future. And so with that, number three comes into play. Grow with vision planning. I love this one. Create a vision board and place it where you will reference it every day. So I've done that over the past few years and it's really been beneficial subconsciously. Maybe you don't consciously note it, but I have a vision board that's quite large on a Bristol board and it's in my office and every day I see it. Now, maybe I only see one word or maybe I only see one picture, but subconsciously I'm manifesting my future and growing with this vision board. Number four is get grounded. Vitamin D. Oh my gosh, we need so much of it and we're so devoid of it, especially if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. Regardless if it's beautiful and sunny out, um, we lack a lot of vitamin D. So get outside and get grounded and connect with nature every day. So I take my shoes off if it's warm enough and I put my feet in the soil and I spend at least 10 minutes outside. I take my contact lenses off, my glasses out so that I actually absorb it through my retinas and in my skin. And maybe I just do some writing outside or maybe I just sit there, whatever it may be, connect with nature. So important for a healthy mindset. Number five is commit to you. Dedicate an hour a day to your passion or something that you love to do for you and you alone. I know that seems crazy and overwhelming, especially if you're a parent. I get that time alone, even 15 minutes is hard to do, but if you schedule it in just as important as a doctor's appointment and you dedicate it, you can really move the needle forward if there is something that you want to achieve in your life, a goal that you've set out or just fulfilling um, that passion within you. Commit to you, dedicate an hour a day. Number six is create a soul tribe. So reach out to your circle of like-minded, trusting, supportive group of peers. Listen, if you don't have one, then that's something that I would suggest as a number one to do because doing things alone is difficult sometimes and having a support group that you can reach out to to just vent or just to put yourself out there um, with whatever you're going through and to have real honesty. Um, sometimes it's hard to hear those things, but to have people that you do trust and love to support you in your journey is amazing. Um, and so I actually have a couple of girls. We have our own chat group called Wild Warrior Woman. And we check in with ourselves, you know, every couple days and just to see what's new and vibe each other up. And I do recommend that for a healthy mindset. Number seven, write it out. 
every single day. If you don't have a journal that has this, totally fine. Make your own. Write out your top three action items that you'll accomplish. Only your top three. To-do lists are overrated, man. If you have 1,800 things to do on a to-do list, you're just going to feel overwhelmed and not do it. Pick three top action items that'll help move you forward that you can actually achieve. And then list out three things that you're grateful for and make them different than the day before. And even if it's something as silly as I'm grateful for my grandma's apple pie that I had last night. I know it seems silly and apple pie is not keto approved unless she made it with almond flour crust, but uh, you're you're getting my drift here. Um, Sometimes I just write, I'm grateful for a sunny day because I am, you know, like I said, vitamin D so important. Number eight is shout it out. So develop an I am statement, memorize it and say it out loud until you mean it. You may be asking me, what is an I am statement? So it's something that I've learned a couple of years ago. I memorized mine and actually said it in front of a very large audience. I think there was about 1500 people there and it's scary. But what I say, mean it, I mean, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, say it five to 10 times out loud, scream it if you have to, until you believe the words that you're saying. I, Genevieve Chloe Castonguay, am an authentic, passionate, creative, intuitive, limitless goddess, champion, visionary, and Canadian that radiates positivity, embraces change, takes risks, innovates, and empowers for myself and others. And I freaking rock. Number nine, let your inner pilot light shine. So the ego is responsible for your fears, your doubts, seeking that validation, worrying about judgment. And sometimes we just need to take a step back, let the ego go and listen to your intuition. Set aside those preconceived ideas that are ingrained in your mind and let your inner pilot light guide you. And lastly, number 10 is to step outside your comfort zone. So I'd love for each of you to commit to saying yes more to opportunities that might give you the fight or flight response. See, there's so many things that are going to come up in our life that we just want to automatically say no to or step away from. But remember that the only way to expand your comfort zone is to step outside of it. And once you do, you realize that you are really limitless. So just as a little recap, Jen's guide to cultivating a healthy mindset. Number one is to fuel your body. Number two is to start with introspection. Number three is to grow with vision planning. Number four is to get grounded. Number five is to commit to you. Number six is create a soul tribe. Seven is to write it out. Eight is to shout it out. Nine is to let your inner pilot light shine. And 10 is to step outside your comfort zone. In sharing my story with you today, I wanted you to see how the value of this positive mindset and really focusing on that can help you get through obstacles in life and bring you to what you're truly passionate about and your purpose and understanding your underlying why. I think Marie Forlow said it best when she used the quote for also her book of the same title, everything is figure outable. We have the answers within us. Sometimes we just need to dig a little bit deeper to get them. So I love what I do with my keto coaching, my personal training, and with sharing my story. I would love to learn more about your story. So please follow me at keto.goddess on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. I also have ketobetterlife.com or goddessgains.com where you can connect with me directly. I love learning about people's stories and being inspired by you every single day because everyone's story matters despite going through a little bit or no struggles at all. You 
still have merit and you still have uh, so much worth in this world. So I hope that you feel inspired a little bit about me sharing my story today. I hope that my guide to cultivating a healthy mindset uh, gives you some inspiration and that also my journey into the keto world inspires you to make the decisions that are right for you and your body. I want to thank Leanne for this incredible opportunity to share my personal story. And just as a side note, just to call her out, as we were chatting, she mentioned that her parents originally named her Genevieve and then uh, switched it to Leanne. So I think that we got a lot of synergy here and a lot of uh, like-minded opinions. And so Leanne, thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, you guys, make sure that you follow her podcast and check out all the awesome ones that she has to come. Great episode, right? And I forgot to mention before the show started, if you celebrate the holidays, Merry Christmas. I hope you are enjoying time with friends and family. Maybe you are listening to this episode after the holiday season. Um, I hope you had a good one. I'm recording this episode a little bit earlier than I'd like just because I don't know what's going to be happening at Christmas time this year for us. So I'm getting myself into the holiday spirit and wishing you and yours the best holiday season. And I cannot wait to share more stuff on the Keto Diet Podcast with you in 2020. Can you even believe a whole new decade? This is crazy. Next up on the Keto Diet Podcast, Wednesday, December 25th, our Christmas episode, episode 217. Amanda Perry is taking over the show to answer the question, can you trust your body? Then Sunday, December 29th, we have episode 218. And I am chatting with you about how to make a powerful resolution for 2020. And if you've been following me a while, you know my relationship to New Year's resolutions. We're taking a different spin on it. So I can't wait to see you then. And in the meantime, have a great day. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.